32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Welcome to the fourth part of our endurance journey. Mark Wolf has been taking you on an odyssey when it comes to everything about nutrition and how you utilize nutrition as part of your endurance uh, journey that you do go on. What's very important is when looking at nutrition and diet, it's not necessarily about just looking how it uh, sort of combines with sports. It is fundamental to your well-being and your health. Mark, you're joining us now. We've looked at various aspects of the endurance journey, most notably recently looking at the importance of tests and blood tests and what you can take out of those. With taking all that information now, people really need to then look and focus on nutrition. Where do they start? So I think that's the first thing is uh, you get your blood results. Are there deficiencies in your blood? Um, do you need to go into medication? Do you need to supplement? Or can you structure your nutrition around those levels that can actually ultimately help boost those deficiencies and, you know, make you more sufficient in areas where you were lacking? So definitely nutrition there plays a very crucial role. But I think one of the most fundamental things is working with athletes, many of them do not understand how to properly structure a nutrition plan or a meal. And, and that really is crucial because every single day we are responsible for feeding ourselves, whether it's recovery meals, whether it's meals for pre-training or pre-racing, um, and through the day, a lot of people are very busy at work. T very often, people tend to skip meals. There's very different diets that are out there that people are trying, but no one really understands exactly how to tackle nutrition that is that needs to be unique for them. Where would they start? You know, if you want to now start planning your daily nutrition, what would be your starting point? Well, to be quite honest, I think you first got to understand what kind of a person are you? Are you a athlete? Are you a couch potato? Um, do you do strength training? Are you a runner? Are you a cyclist? Are you a triathlete, um, a crossfitter, etc.? Because every single different person requires a different approach to their nutrition because macros will change uh, without a doubt based on what a, what a person does. So. The first thing is, is, is that's one aspect of it. The second thing is, is are you already lean? Do you have low body fat? Are you overweight? Do you, are you trying to lose excessive body fat? Um, are you trying to increase lean muscle mass? Or are you trying to then also break down body fat simultaneously? There's, there's a lot of different goals. So you need to define what exactly it is that you want and then need to work on nutrition around that specific goal. And the way I do that is quite simple. Every single human being has what we call a rest metabolic rate, okay? And that is the amount of calories you would burn off in a state of rest. So if you're doing absolutely nothing, there's a formula that we utilize, which is based on whether you're a male, female, and age, and, of course, your weight. And we can calculate a, uh, a, um, a rest metabolic rate and work out how many calories you would burn off on a daily basis in a state of rest, of course. The question is, is once you've done that, where do you move to? And it's not so simple just working out that because some people have slow metabolism, some people have fast metabolism. So it's not like I can say this is the exact amount of calories a person will eat. It, it needs to be calculated quite specifically for an individual. The next step is we'll work out 
then what kind of physical activity a person does. Because if you take the rest metabolic rate of a person and then you look at the person being active, all of a sudden they're increasing that calorie burn rate on a daily basis. And the level at which that calorie burn rate is increased depends on the duration of activity they're doing and the intensity of the activity that they're doing. And those two numbers need to be sort of calculated together so that we can work out quite accurately that when a person's training or when a person's not training, we know roughly how many calories a person will be burning off uh, on a non-training day and how much calories a person will be burning off on an average training day. And some days, when it comes to a normal endurance athlete, some days they're burning off way more than other days. So I'm just trying to set the foundation as to where we're actually starting. So, you know, if you look at myself, just as a simple example, um, you know, 47 years old, uh, close to uh, about 64 kilograms at the moment in weight and probably burning off in the region of around, I would say, on a rest day, around 1,600 calories. My training activity is, is, quite, uh, is quite high. Um, I do put in quite an average amount of hours per week. And I probably burn off then, taking that activity level into account, I probably burn off an average between, I would say, 2,800 to about 3,500 calories per day. Now, the thing is, is if I'm trying to uh, lose weight and maybe increase a bit more lean muscle mass or try and maintain, I definitely am going to eat in a calorie deficit, without a doubt. You, you cannot eat in a calorie excess if you're going to want to lose weight. You need to be in a deficit. The problem is, is that many athletes are in too much of a deficit. The deficit is so excessive that in actual fact, they're doing a lot of damage and a lot of harm to their bodies. And in some cases, their calorie intake is actually excessive because when they're training, when they're burning off a lot of calories, sometimes they think they've earned a larger amount of calories. And what actually happens is they land up taking a lot more calories than they've burned off and they actually don't lose weight or lean out. They're actually landing up gaining weight. The thing is, is that if you are eating in quite a deficit, it's not just about has your body got the right amount of fuel to fuel you for an event or you're lacking energy, etc., or for a training session. Your body requires very, very specific nutrients to be able to repair itself, to recover itself, and to be able to rebuild itself so that you can actually adapt to those, to those training sessions and get stronger over time. And very often, if you're not taking in the right amount of nutrients and if you're not taking in, I would say, the right percentage of macros, depending on, and when I'm talking macros, I'm talking about <clears throat> the macronutrients, which are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, and, and that is also very slightly different for every individual, then you will not benefit from your training as much as you should have. And in fact, you can actually hamper yourself from a point of view of injury, because let's say you've got a protein deficit, you can actually trigger injury some, at some stages because your muscles aren't repairing themselves. Um, you can actually land up fatiguing yourself if you're not getting in enough carbohydrates to replenish, let's say, your glycogen stores after you've done intense sessions. So it becomes quite complex, and all these things actually need to be taken into account. Now, there's many sports nutritionists and dietitians out there that can help any individual, but if you're not sure where to start, I would say go to an expert and, and, and ask for advice. So, so that's the foundation. When it comes to sports nutrition, I'm not talking about the fueling during an event. I'm talking about you're an active person. How do you eat around your training? And that is so, so crucial because to me, that is really the highest percentile factor that needs to be taken into account when you're embarking on this endurance journey. Mark, I think that's very, very fascinating and, and a very good uh, point. 
want to ask you just briefly as well, because of course, you know, there has to be that deficit, but it's important to understand when we're talking about calories that there is a big difference between consuming the right calories and sort of calories that could be, um, you know, not as healthy or as productive for your system. Well, I agree with you 100%, and that's why I mentioned the macronutrients being carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And, I mean, each of those are broken down into what I determine to be healthy carbohydrates, unhealthy carbohydrates, carbohydrates, healthy fats, unhealthy fats, and obviously also a good protein. So the thing is, is the quality of the food that you're eating is probably also the most crucial thing that you need to take a look at. And not only the quality of the food that you're eating, but the way you prepare that food also needs to be taken into account. The, preparing food by boiling, steaming, roasting, grilling, etc., these impact food very differently in each in each process. And that food is going to impact your body very differently as well. We'll get into that in, 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 at a later stage when it comes to the podcasting. I think the next step is to actually now go into the macronutrients and determine how you should be structuring your protein, carbohydrates, and fat intake. Mark, I think that is going to be very informative and also just to add in there possible supplementation that you do around that. I know a lot of people debate, can you get enough uh, from your food without having to then uh, add additional supplements uh, to your diet, be it uh, magnesium, vitamin C, calcium, etc. We'll save that for next week. Fantastic information there for you to mull over. Please do join Mark Wolf and myself on the podcast. And if you do have any more questions, you can always email Mark at coach at 32gi.com. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.